All right, Matthew chapter 7. Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, what does it say? Judge not that ye... I'm reading now the New King James. Judge not that ye be not judged, right? For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Verse 3. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and do not consider the plank in your own eye? How, how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look at a plank in your own eye? Hypocrite. That's what my Bible says. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Hypocrite. And go ahead and get offended at me if you want to. But I'm just reading the Bible. What does it say? Hypocrite what? First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. We love to quote these verses, don't we? Somebody gets on us, that's the first verse we go to. Boys, when the conviction starts hitting us from somebody, and they be telling us what we need to be doing, we go right to that verse right there. Who are you to tell me what to do? What you've got to understand is sometimes it's not the person being critical. Sometimes it's the Holy Ghost trying to speak to you. You just don't like the person it's coming from. Because a lot of times God's going to use the person you don't like anyway. Some of us have trouble receiving from a woman, so guess who's going to come with the word? Some of you don't receive from children, so guess who's coming with the word? Be listening for the presence of God to speak to you. But what we have to do in this room is we've got to drop our critical spirit that we have. We have become so critical and we hide behind the word of God. And every time we hear somebody say something, we judge it and not by the word of God, but we judge it with a skewed view of it, with a critical spirit trying to find something wrong so we can go, mm-hmm, I told you, mm-hmm. When somebody comes through, we see something and we go, mm-hmm, they're going to fail. They're going to fail. They're going to fail. What you're doing is you're speaking death over one another. Stop it. Stop it. We look at other pastors in our region. We look at other churches. And we try to decide what we have compared to what they have. And we try to build ourselves up on what we have compared to what they have. Listen to me. If you've got the same spirit of God they have, you've got the same thing. But what we do is we compare our worship leaders and we compare our pastors and how they dress and how their, their charisma is. You are more impressed with charisma than you are the Word of God. Do you all know what charisma is? How they carry themselves. Their style. How they, 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 some of us are a lot better dealing with people than others. Some of us just don't care. I fall in that category. If y'all hadn't got that figured out. But some of us, we're really good with people. And so when I meet you, you're like, I start telling you what God just did. You're like, well, that's great. But you, what you, you just need to come down here and meet my pastor. No, you don't understand what God's doing in my church. Yeah, but, but that's great. But you need to come down here to our church because, man, we've got it going on. What do you have going on? Because listen to me. If your pastor and their pastor are both filled with the Holy Ghost, they're going to start preaching some of the same stuff and they don't even talk to each other because they got it from the same source. And not Google.com. 
Y'all laugh, but you would be amazed at how many preachers get their sermon from the Internet. You would be amazed at how many preachers don't pray every day. They don't read their Bible. I'm telling you, just believe me, you would be amazed and appalled. And we wonder why our society and our church is in the state that it is. Why are our churches dying? Because our leadership is dead. Did you hear what I just said? When our leadership gets on fire, people will follow it. Well, how come people are leading? How come, how come, how come? Well, the preaching of the Word of God offends the flesh. And if they're offended by that, then they've got to deal with it before God. But you just burn for Jesus. You burn for Jesus. Programs are not your answer. Jesus is your answer. Jesus is your answer. But what we've got to do is we've got to drop the critical spirit that we have. And we're always looking for something wrong with somebody. I mean, it's all over. It's everywhere. Everybody is critical of one another. It's got to stop. I wasn't called to be critical. I was called to love. Have you ever read 1 Corinthians chapter 13? I'm being facetious. Have you ever read it? What does it say? Love is patient. Love is kind. It keeps no record of wrongs. Oh, how about that one? Because see, we've got people in the room right here that we've known for years. Some of them from Hampton we've known. Some of them from this region we've known. And you still remember what they did 25 years ago. And how they were used to be married to so-and-so. And they used to be so-and-so's brother-in-law. And I remember what he did. And you won't release people into their destiny. Because you're still holding them back on what happened 30 years ago. Y'all are really quiet tonight. We're asking God for a revival. We're asking God to go forward. Then you've got to release one another of what happened back when. So they can step into today. Well, he was an alcoholic. He was a this. That's right. That's who he was before Jesus. But after Jesus, he's been made righteous. He's been made holy. He is blameless before the Son of God. Every one of us in this room, that's who we were. But now today, through the blood of Jesus, who are we now? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation. Old things have what? And behold, all things have become... New. Then we got to look at each other in the eyes of new and let each other be new. See all these young people that were just up here? They're not perfect. I'm not speaking anything on anybody. But just through the course of life, some of us may make decisions that were not the best decisions. You got to release them so they can keep stepping into their destiny. Has anybody in here ever made a mistake? You've done something you wish you could go back and undo? Have you ever had to repent even after Jesus? After you came to Jesus, have you done something you had to repent of? Did you have a bad attitude you had to repent of? Did you hold some anger you had to repent of? Then let it go and let all them around you go so we can all be the men and women that God called us to be.
Are y'all here tonight? Jesus is king. Matthew chapter 10. Does it say in verse 32? Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in But whoever denies me before men, him I also will deny before my Father who is in. If you don't confess Jesus, you don't live for Jesus now. If you don't make it plain and make it open, some of us want to be closet Christians. You think you can just go through life and and not have to live like Jesus out there? I'm telling you right now, if you're ashamed of him outside of these walls, he will be ashamed of you before the Father in heaven. Is that the word? Is that what it says? I'm not talking about what happens inside of here. I'm talking about out there. A lot of us, we know how to hunt, jump and shout and say hallelujah in here. But when we get out there. Jesus loves you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Let that timidity be broken off of you right now. Let that timidity be broken off of you right now. Let courage rise up in your heart. You serve the King of glory. You serve the Lord strong and mighty. How marvelous and excellent is His name. See, the psalmist said, who is the King of glory? That's who we serve. The one who sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. Who holds the keys of death, hell, and the grave. That's who we serve. We serve the one who's over cancer. Who's over hepatitis. The one who's over sickle cell anemia. We serve the Lord of glory. We serve the King of glory. Look, there was a lady out right outside of Lufkin, Texas last year. I was, I was praying for a man that had diabetes. And this lady, she's up in age. And sometimes when we get up in age, we can get a little attitude with us. And she's pretty spitfire of a woman. Little short lady, and she's a spitfire of a woman, isn't she? And she's sitting there on the couch. And this is what she, she didn't even tell me she had diabetes. I didn't have a clue. I did not touch her. I didn't pray for her. But I'm, she's sitting on the couch. I'm praying for a man right here with diabetes in the name of Jesus. She looks over, sees what's happening, goes, me too, God. She got healed. She went to the doctor. No, hadn't had it in a year and a half now. No diabetes. No nothing. I mean, just me too, God. Me too, God. Simple faith. Don't complicate this thing. Let it go. Let your critical mess go and just say, me too, God. I want what you have for me. You already bought it. You already paid for it. Me too, God. I need Jesus tonight. Me too, God. Just like these young people right here. Me too, God. Me too, God. Is anybody in here hungry? Me too, God. What are you needing tonight? What are you needing Jesus to do? See, we used to sing an old song. It says, as he goes by, you'll find he's not too busy to hear your hearts cry. He's passing by this very moment. Your every need he will supply. So reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. Remember 
Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. He's sitting on the side of the road. Jesus comes walking by. He hears the commotion. He said, what's going on? Well, Jesus is coming by. And what did he do? Oh, man. Sure wish he'd come over here. That is not what he did. What did he do? He got a little more loud, didn't he? He got a little more loud, didn't he? Shh, shh. What did he do? He got desperate. That's what he did. Do you remember there was a little short guy? Little wee guy. Y'all remember that old song, Wee Little Man Was He? What was his name? Oh, y'all sung that same song, didn't you? And a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to. See, before he was ever created, God planted a tree. Before Zacchaeus was ever even formed in the womb, Jesus made a tree. Did you hear what I just said? You're so worried about how this is going to come about and how that's going to happen. Provision's already there. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Obstacles in your way, climb up and get where he can see you. Hey, Zacchaeus, come on down. I need to go to your house. It was foreordained before the foundations of the earth that today I was coming to your house. You was fixing to climb that tree. The tree was there. The provision was already there before the need was there. Are you there, church? You're so twisted and worried about how we're going to do it. We, we've been trying to sell this forever. We can't sell it. We can't do this. Be in the will of God because it's God who brings buyers and sellers together. You've been trying and trying and trying. Why don't you get over in the timing of God and all of a sudden it'll just go whoop, 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 whoop. Y'all like that? Whoop, 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 whoop. Holy Ghost. Because see, it's the timing of God that brings things together. I told this story to the young people today, but I'm going to tell it right now because I'm looking at this stuff up here. Because I see a little bit of faith here. And I'm excited because what I see. But now let me tell you. Now let me mess with your American mind. See this thing in my hand? What is this? It's a cell phone, right? See, every other country I go to, this thing lines up with cell phones. You know why? Because they believe if you'll pray over it, they're going to call somebody and they're going to be healed on the other side of the country. This little 15-year-old African-American, oh, not African-American, African boy. I was in Kenya. African young man. He comes up there. He puts his phone in the pile. We prayed in Jesus' name. Now, let me tell you what he was believing for. He has a blind seven-year-old sister on the other side of the country. And you already know where the story is going. We prayed in the name of Jesus. The fire of the Holy Ghost. He took his phone, literally, walked out the side of the building. He called home, Mama screaming. She can see, she can see, she can see. While we're praying over here, God was opening eyes over there. There was a lady, a pastor lady that came. She brought a handkerchief. Where's my handkerchief at? Is it in the chair over there? Oh, is it my, it's in my pocket. Thank y'all. Brought a handkerchief. Like this. Nothing fancy. Just a point of contact. 
She didn't know what she was needing. She just knew she, she felt impressed. She brought it. We prayed. She went home. She's looking for what it is that what's happened. She walks to the door of her house. One of her daughters had fallen into a fire and been burned. The other daughter had been scalded with hot water. They're screaming. She walks into the door. She's trying to, to take care of them. Don't know what to do. And she remembers. She runs over to the corner, grabs it, lays it on both her daughters. Instantly, they were made whole. And instantly, everything, I'm telling you, Jesus is king. There are so many stories of leprosy. These things hitting leprosy and instantly new skin. I am telling you, Jesus is king. What are you believing for? What are you needing God to do in your life right now? What situation is going on in your church? What situation is going on in your home? What is there that you are in desperate need of a move of God? Because He loves you. And He cares about you. You got to step out and take a risk of faith and follow Jesus. I got to get through some of this real quick. We live in an age and a culture that reduces the work of the sacred word of God to mere slogans and catchy cliches. We live in a, in a culture that preachers take the word of God and they break it down and make a little catchy phrase out of it. And you're dulling down the word of God. He is not to be dulled down. He's holy. And everything about him is holy. His word is still holy. Sometimes it's got to move from a highlighted verse in your Bible or in your tablet or phone to written in your heart. Did you hear what I just said? Sometimes it's got to move from right inside your lap where you're reading it to written in your heart. Because thy word have I hid in my that I might not sin against thee. It's about the word of God setting people free. It's not about your problem. It's about the Lord of your problem. His name is Jesus. He saw it before it ever got there. Somebody asked the question last night. Since the last time you were here, everything in my life is just, it's just going wrong. What am I doing wrong? Not necessarily anything. Sometimes we're doing right. Sometimes it's an attack of the enemy. Sometimes it's just life. If you buy a battery and you drive that vehicle long enough, there's going to come a time you're going to stick your key in it and it's going to go click, click, click. If it even does that. Huh, Bella? Brand new battery, a year old. Nothing. I said, you left something on. I don't think so, Daddy. I, yeah, you did too. I charged it up next week, nothing. I said, okay. Sometimes things wear out. Sometimes things just happen. Sometimes you have a flat tire when you didn't need it. Because I don't know of a time ever when I needed a flat tire. Right? But sometimes things happen and you endure through it with the testimony of the Lord. And you keep smiling just like you were doing before you ran into the problem. Don't let the enemy take your joy. Jesus is king. Stop allowing church leaders to exploit your pocketbooks. Woo. I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to say it again. Stop allowing 
church leaders to exploit your pocketbooks. Mic drop. And the audio guys go, I brought my own mic. (laughs) I brought my own cheap mic. Because sometimes things happen and you're going through life and it's one of them moments and everything in the world is against you and it's just heaven came through. Are you with me? Are you there, church? Sometimes you're going through life and it's a mic drop moment and nobody cares. Sometimes you get a breakthrough and nobody cares. What are you going to do? You're going to keep worshiping Jesus just like he was doing before the problem, after the problem, and during the problem. Because it's not about other people. It's about you and Jesus. See, my family and I and my friends over here, we can come and we can tell stories of miracles and things and manifestations of God. Those are our stories. Go get your own stories. See, I can tell you about being in Nicaragua and there a hurricane had come through. It wouldn't, this missionary and I, we had bought all the food we could buy. And we stacked it into the, the, the building with us. It was in a locked room. We hung our hammocks beside the food, beside the corn and beans. And we had run out of money and we didn't have enough food to feed the, the village that we were trying to feed. And we just prayed over it and went to bed. When we woke up the next morning, it had multiplied to the exact number of bags that we needed to feed that whole village. Okay? Multiple times now in Kenya, we run out of food because when I come into an area, everybody knows I'm going to feed you. Because a lot of these people don't get a meal but once every two days, three days. But if Brother Brother Jason's there, we're going to be feeding. And a lot of times we run out of food. So they come and say, what are we going to do? Let's go over there and pray over it. Now make it. And you just keep serving. And there has been so many times when they got through serving the bowl, the, the pot that they were serving out of was just as full at the end as it was when they first started serving. Okay, I'm telling you, Jesus is king. I don't know what your problem is. I don't know what you're needing, but Jesus is your answer. It's not religious rhetoric. It's not all these cliches. It's not the greatest, latest fad going around. His name is Jesus. He was here before the beginning. And He is here now and He will be here when you're gone. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore He will be. He is the living Word of God. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the fire that you're needing in your life. Where your life has come down. And I'm telling you, you need the fire of God. The Holy Spirit is not a a bad step uncle. We got stuck off in a closet somewhere. He is God. Just as much as Jesus and the Father are. Three parts, one God. Are you there? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three parts, one God. Equally God, all of them. Jesus was the perfect representation of the Godhead in bodily form. Right? Where is Jesus right now? Seated at the right hand of the throne of God. But he said in John 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there, he said, we will come and make our abode inside of you. They live in me. Christ in me, the hope of. So where's the spirit of God right now? He lives in me. He dwells in me. 
So when we say, is anybody ready to worship God? It's anointed up in here. You're right, it's anointed here because I'm here. Well, that's kind of cocky. No, that's not what I mean. It's anointed because you're here. It's anointed because we come together in His name to worship Him, to declare His name that Jesus is Lord. He is here. Well, I don't feel it. It's not about a feeling. And that's the problem with the American church is you go off feelings instead of the Word of God. Do not dull down the Word of God. It's not about goosebumps. It's about the Holy Ghost. Well, we want to see signs and wonders. Well, let's look around the room. I see people that used to be in sin. I see people that were in adultery and fornication. I see people that were drug addicts and alcoholics that are now set free by the blood of Jesus. What other miracles you want to talk about? How come you see God doing overseas and not here? I see Him everywhere I go. How come you don't see miracles? I see miracles everywhere I go. I don't know why you don't see them. Only believe. Jesus is king. Do y'all remember the shepherds in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night? What happened? And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, right? And they were sorely afraid. Y'all remember that? They were in the right place at the right time. And they had an encounter. The problem with a lot of us is you've never had an encounter. Because you'll read over in Luke chapter 4. Jesus was full of the Spirit of God. He come out of the water, the Jordan, and was full of the Spirit of God. Straightway was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Skip down, I believe it's verse 14. Jesus, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the power, came out of the wilderness. See, a lot of us, you wanted to skip that wilderness experience. I'm going to tell you, the greatest Bible school ever known to man is in the wilderness. Hear what I'm telling you. You think you're out there and God has forgotten you. God is not I'm, God has not forgotten you. You get in His Word, you stand on His promises, and you come out the other side. But sometimes He expects you to grow up. Can I be frank? <laughs> not like I hadn't been already. Let me be honest with you. One of the main problems I see in American church is we're immature. God is calling us to maturity. And when maturity comes, that means we look past each other's differences and we look at the love of Jesus in one another and we say, what can I do to help you? What can you do to help me? Now let's worship Jesus together. In all of your imperfections and all of my imperfections, let's worship Jesus together. And let's bow before the Lord of glory, who is the Lord strong and mighty. How marvelous and excellent is His Name. When you go into your closet to pray, it's not a show. That's the real you. Because a lot of us don't know how to really pray when we're alone. We only know how to pray when we're with other people. The realness of your prayer life is found when you're alone with God. Are you here, church? I'm all about some corporate prayer. I'm all about it. But understand something. I'm more about being alone with Jesus by myself. Well, have you ever encountered him? Absolutely, I've encountered him. But I'm not telling you about it because that's all you want to know about. What he looked like, I'm not telling you. You go find him yourself. He wants to meet with you. Well, do you see angels? Absolutely. Do you see that? Absolutely. I'm not going to talk about it. 
because the American church is enthralled with with things that are that are out there. And whoo, oh, man, let's get back to the word of God. Jesus is king. Let's get back to the word of God. Let's get back to his promises. Let's get back to what got us where we are. By his stripes, you are healed. Period. I told those young people earlier, don't let people come up with excuses. Keep it simple. That's why I'm about to let them pray for you. Because in their mind, it says it in the Bible. Therefore, it's true. Now receive it. Because I teach my children. When they lay their hands on you, you're healed. Because that's the word. Well, nothing happened. I can't help you. Receive it. Because Jesus wants you to have it more than you want it. He already died so you could have it. He received those stripes so you could have it. Are you here, church? Come on, let's let the fire of God come upon us right now. We got to stop playing games. Because there ain't no shade in hell. Ain't no shade in hell, Dad. We was working. And that came to me and I looked at him and said, they in trouble. He said, uh-oh, what? I said, ain't no shade in hell. He said, uh-oh. Because as hot as it is out there, everybody's trying to get under the shade. There ain't no place to hide in hell. There's only torment for eternity. There's only anguish for eternity. This is our time, church. This is our chance. This is our opportunity. What are you going to do for Jesus? Because only what you do for Jesus is what lasts. So my time is real short here with you. But I want you to know something. Jesus is king. You got problems in your mouth. You need, you need doctors or dentists to take care of. Jesus is king. You got nasal issues up in here. I'm telling you right now, let the Holy Ghost come on you and, and operate on you right here where you're breathing and it causes nosebleeds and it causes all sorts of nasal congestion for you. Let the Holy Ghost come on you right now. Come on, fire. Come on, let the presence of God just invade upon you right here, right now. Jesus. There was a lady that came from eight hours away in Nicaragua. We had hiked for 16 miles, mud up to our knees to get to this village. We preached one time. I didn't even get to preach. Somebody, my buddy, buddy preached. Just a little short 15-minute sermon. And then we prayed for this lady. She's got her hand on her chest. She's got breast cancer. She's got a big old lump. And all of a sudden, you just watched her hand just give way. It was immediately gone. I have watched shirts that had, I mean, they, they would have, you know, uh, grapefruit size balls up underneath there where a growth was coming out. And all of a sudden the shirt would just. I have watched it happen. I have watched people all over the world be healed. And that's all great and wonderful. But what's Jesus wanting to do in here right now? The same way we prayed over these young people. What destiny is God trying to call forth in you right now? Because see, there's some of us that are older in years. We've been in ministry. We've been going and doing. And we think we're in the latter part. But I'm telling you, you're not done yet. you got to keep plowing the field. you got to keep working because there's souls that need to hear about Jesus. I know you're tired. So receive the joy of the Holy Ghost. 
Receive strength in your physical body where the sun's beating you down and you just, you look at your wife and you say, I just can't do what I used to do. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Jacob. Look at the mountain and say, give me the mountain. Give me the mountain. I've been waiting on that mountain for 40 years. My elderly people in this room, I'm talking to you right now. See, there's things inside of you that God put inside of you years ago that you ain't seen fulfilled yet. And you look at it and say, God, I'm giving my mountain. Because see, all of us younger going, you shouldn't be doing that. That's beyond you. You're right. Because it's when it's beyond you, it's in God. God's looking for somebody that will say, give me the mountain. God's looking for somebody that will say, it looks impossible, but I believe my God can do through me the impossible. I believe my hands are anointed by the Most High God. I believe when I touch sick folk, they will be healed. God's looking for somebody who will believe Him. You know what South Arkansas needs? Somebody to believe. That's it. To believe. To believe. Would you stand up tonight? Holy Ghost, help us. Holy Ghost, help us. We need the refreshing of the fire of God in our lives. Some of us are so discouraged from things we've seen in the church that you just don't know what to do. You don't know which way he's going. What you need to do is get along with God and be encouraged. Even as it says in the book of Jude, stir up yourself by praying in the Holy Ghost. You encourage yourself by praying in the Holy Ghost. See, I was in a, actually this has happened several times, but this particular story, I was in Nicaragua. I walked into this place, this church, we were there to preach, and, and this youth pastor walks up to me, and he says, we've been waiting on you. I said, what are you talking about? He said, my wife had a dream a couple of weeks ago that this American was coming, and he looked just like you. She saw you in a dream. And what she saw was, when you touch her, she'll be made whole. That's happened several times. See, all of these stories, I could keep you here for hours with stories. Those are my stories that I've seen God do. God's got stories for you. And and listen to me, I know a lot of us, we have stories. But what I'm telling you is, there's more. There's more. There's more. Go get the more. Let's believe God together for the more. Some of us just need rent money. I believe. Some of us just need the simple things. I believe with you. How about it? Look, I don't have a retirement plan. My retirement plan is Jesus. I qualify for every every assistance out there. I'm not taking it. I have Jesus. He shall supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I told you, I got one in Bible school right now. I got another one looking at going next. And two years later, I got another one. Then I got one more right behind him. How am I going to do it? By Jesus, that's how. By Jesus. We're going to pray and we're going to check the mailbox. That's how I live. I'm serious. I'm going to pray and my God shall supply. And I'm going to pray and my God shall supply. And I'm going to keep giving. And I'm going to keep giving and I'm going to keep walking it out just like you do. I told those young people today, I'm a normal guy just like you. I hunt and fish. I try. I'm not that good at some of it, but I try. Put my corn and rice bran out just right before I come up here. 
I'm a normal guy just like you. Saturday night was preaching, finished the service, right or wrong. Phone call, text, whatever goes off. Man stuck over there close to where we live. So what did we do, Mr. Malcolm? We went and got him out. He went and got in his old Z71 and I went and got my Jeep. I got that 83 CJ7 with a winch on the front. So what did we do? Nine o'clock at night, we was out there pulling a the guy out. Because that's what we do. We're just normal people just like you. And then we're going to come here and we're going to lay hands on you. And God's going to do miracles. Because it's what we do. Church, it's what we do. It's what you do. These signs follow them. Do we believe tonight? Do we believe tonight? It's whatever the Holy Ghost leads you, brother. Do you believe tonight? All right. All right, all my my young people, come on up here with me. This is what I want you to do out there. I don't care if you need healing. I want all all y'all, Chris, all y'all, come on. Mingle up in the middle of these young people. Now, you're out here and you need God to do amazing stuff in your life. Are you here? You need breakthrough. You need healing. You need deliverance. You're struggling with nicotine. You're struggling with alcohol. You're struggling with with whatever it is. And you want freedom tonight. What I want you to do is I want you to come right up here. And you're going to let these young people pray for you. And you're going to believe. And they're going to believe that when they touch you. Listen to me, young people. When you touch them, you believe it's done. In the name of Jesus. All you got to do. No hands. You put your hands on the side of it. In the name of Jesus. Or you take them by the hand. It's like this. In the name of Jesus, be healed. It's that, okay? That's all I want you to do. Take them by the hand. In the name of Jesus, be healed. It's that. And when you declare it, you believe it. And they're going to receive it. You need breakthrough. You need healing. We're going to let our own young people. And you're going to receive it. Are you here tonight? Can you believe with it? I don't care. You need you need a job. You need whatever it is. You need tires on your vehicle. Come, let's believe with you right now. Come on, come on, come on. You need 